Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond the British. We did it. We beat those British. We pests. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Play down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Friday to you, October 13th, 2023, Friday the 13th, in October no less. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouge, and Justin Kalen, our producer here on your Friday morning. We made it to the end of the week, went by quickly for me, hopefully it did for you. Because I've been stopping in Thornton's. Just a good way to get the day started and the rest of the day goes smoothly. You can do the same. There's a Thornton's all around Louisville. Download their app, and that's how you get in and become a refreshing rewards member. It'll show you the price of gas closest to you, and you can look at and compare that to other locations if you want to save some money. And if you want to save some money, you'll be happy you downloaded that app because that's what you get. You'll save 5, 10, 15 cents at the pump, depending on. Well, uh, your level of status at Thornton's. So download the app today, get to a Thornton's today, and happy Friday the 13th to you, Nick Roush. Happy the Friday 13th to you. Thanks. Will you be watching Jason Voorhees chop up teenagers tonight? Yeah, that's the kind of the thing about Friday the 13th. Not really necessarily a Halloween movie, you know? Well, I mean, it, it's scary. It's a scary movie, but, but what that, makes it, it? It just it doesn't like take place in a Halloween time. Or so Halloween you only watch setting. Friday the Thirteenth summer. No, not, not necessarily. I feel like that. Like while true, it, I mean, it's, it's a scary movie. It's acceptable to watch in October around Halloween time, but sometimes it's got more like summer camp vibes to it than so it does like fall spooky. Can we spooky season? Can we rank the slasher guys? Sure. Who? Um, and like what? What? What is? It's like be be best bad guys in the slasher movie. I think I'm actually going maybe a little off the beaten path here. Freddy Krueger should be number one. Well, I mean, again, that's why we need more of a criteria. But like Michael Myers, is Michael Myers is number all one. time. He's yeah. the goat slasher. But Freddy Krueger's hilarious. He's the only one that talks too. Sorry, we, I know. But if, we're gonna, if you want to do like funny scary guys, then sure, we'll put him number one. I'm okay with that. Michael Myers not that funny. Although I do think they they you catch him in the first one or the third one where he's driving a car 
He does look both ways before he turns. <laughs> it's in the background, and you do see him like look both ways of a time or two, and then he turns out into traffic. So, but it is he does it care is about probably, some people's safety, just I, not everybody's safety. I think we go Michael Myers one though, Cougar two, Voorhees three. I've said this on the show before. I'll say it a million more times. The concept of Nightmare on Elm Street is Chef's Kiss. Yeah, it's awesome. Like this idea of oh, if you dream about this movie. Uh, you could also just be a part of the movie. Fun concept. Yeah, yeah, and the also the the way that it works too when they're in those dreams, it gives the people some creative liberties to really, really get creepy with it. Because it's a dream, right? It's make believe. So, you know that the that prism of that world can get very creepy. That the first time I, I was very unsettled, and the whole premise too, you struggle to go to sleep after, like yeah. that, you know. Um, would you put, well, here, here's an even better question. Does, is Voorhees over It the Clown? Or do you, do you like It? No, I think you got to put It over Voorhees. What about the Saul guy? With the one on the little tricycle or the old guy who's dying in like the back room? The, the creepy guy with the circle face. Oh, uh, no, he's a loser. Okay. Yeah, Jigsaw. Is a loser. Jigsaw, that's his yeah. name. Yeah. What about Chucky? Ooh, Where Chucky's Chucky? a good one. Yeah. Where do we put Leprechaun? Is it? Can I can I admit something? What's that? Never seen any Chucky or Leprechaun movie. What? Yeah. I haven't seen a Leprechaun movie in a very very long time. Uh, Chucky's solid, and then they made like the new Chucky's. Bride yeah, of Chucky. I, people seem to really like that. Had a big niche audience. It's a the, TV uh, show now. Yeah, they people really like. I remember there was a couple of Kentucky football players that loved the Chucky TV show. Oh, there is the Chucky TV show. I've wondered if that's good. Now they're just starting to like blatantly advertise that like. Hey, if you want a spooky show, Chucky is a spooky show. That's basically the extent of their advertising. It's so like, oh, okay. I, I watched the first, I think, two episodes, maybe three of that show, and it just, I don't know, it started out a little too slow for me. This this little boy, like, basically finds the Chucky doll, and Chucky doll comes alive, and he starts to try to turn the boy evil, too, and it just got too weird for me, so I stopped. Uh, I mean, th- did you see any of the Chucky movies? Yeah. That. that- yeah, kind of I mean, how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, <laughs> that's just the concept of the show. I like that's the concept of the story. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen in the show? That's true. I'd, yeah, I'd, maybe I had my. In the show, it's the kid who turns the doll bad. <laughs> the Chucky doll is actually really, really good. The kid's just a little turd. He's demented. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's a pretty scary face. And then you got Ghostface from the Scream movies. Oh, I forgot about him. Then you've got Norman Bates' face, which is Norman Bates' face. Yep. Um, Just Norman Bates. Scream movies, are, like, I give I give them some, uh, like, I, I, I look at them in a higher light because scary movies are so funny. Isn't Scream more of, like, comedic relief than scary? Yeah, so that's, I, I think, like, my friends, we got in a big discussion about this at one point. I think... Scream was made to be like a scary movie parody. Isn't that correct? I think that's accurate. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what I always thought it was, yeah. It was like supposed to take all of that genre's movies and just like make them extreme. And then, then they just called it Scream. <laughs> that, I was under that impression. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong about that. I really love how 90s the Scream movies are. Like you've got Matthew Lillard uh, and I... I that I can't think of the girl's name who's the lead in it. Uh, but she's in like all of them. 
Courtney Cox is in a bunch of them too. Yeah, she is. And then they have the lady who's like the reporter. Uh, uh, isn't that? Isn't that Sherry uh, O'Terry? I think. Yeah, I think you're, like the actress is Sherry O'Terry. That was a question on one of the dozen trivia questions the other day. I think it's like Scarlett Johansson or like Courtney Cox or something like that. Those two names ring out for me. Courtney, Courtney Cox. Co- in, it's Courtney yeah, Cox. Yeah, she's she's in she's, a bunch she's of stuff the too. We- she's the weather woman. Okay. Yeah, her name's Gail Weathers. Gail Weathers. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> All right, we got to So we're gonna have a you know we're gonna have a weather person in this. What do we name them? What about just Gail I mean, Weathers? It really is like they're gonna make something so ridiculous, but like keep a serious tone, and people just ate up the serious tone. Um, but then they made a spoof. Kind of had, had a fun little twist to it. Yeah. No. And like the scary, like the voice of the guy who is like, and then you're gonna turn around. Like it was. Yeah, that's good. That was pretty good. You like that? Maybe I could be. A, you. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Ghostface. I would. Be, I would put Ghostface above the Chucky and Leprechaun. I would. I agree with that. But probably behind Kruger, Michael Myers, and Co. Okay, I can yeah. live with that. Yeah. That's fair. What year do you all think Scream came out? The first Scream. Nineteen ninety-seven. Roush said, "Very nineties. How nineties?" I was going to go a little bit earlier, maybe 95. Ooh, meet in the middle at 96. You mm-hmm. both are big. Beneath that Georgia pine. <laughs> well, text in your scary movie takes Friday the 13th. <laughs> Rumor on the street is I broke my femur when I was two on Friday the 13th, but I think I can look that up. How would you be able to look that up? Just look at the calendar. 1993 calendar. <laughs> I was two, so so they say. Let's see. Let's see if the math checks out here. You know, when a year passes, Ralph, oh, the does. calendar doesn't go away. It really, really does. It yeah, was, but it was in August. August, Friday the thirteenth. Little me. TJ, a babysitter, comes up, says, "Hey, TJ, you're just a little toddler. You just could be, I'm sure, still wearing diapers. Do you want to do a flip on the trampoline?" And little TJ, hardly able to even talk, like, "No, don't want to." Babysitter. Takes little TJ, flips him anyways, like holding him in place, but flips him too far because I was just a cute little toddler, and flips me off the trampoline. <laughs> femur breaks. We have a crazy dog in the backyard. It just runs up to me, thinks that I'm like playing, licks me, goes crazy on me. I'm in mean, a basic body cast for the next six months, Roush. I just can't imagine how pissed off I'd be if I was your parents. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he's a two year old. Did the babysitter get fired? I don't think she ever watched us again. She did write me a sorry note, though. <laughs> and had a, she had colored little pictures on it. It was, it was cute. She was only like nine or something. She was pretty young. Oh, okay. It was just like a neighborhood girl that sometimes when my parents would be doing errands or whatever, they'd be like, hey, can you watch them while we're inside or I have to go run up to the store, make sure they don't do anything crazy, don't break any femurs. Mm. Oh, Sorry. Didn't hear broken, the last part. You say, femurs. don't break any femurs because I've got some bad news about your youngest. My parents had to change, mostly my mom, had to change my diaper through the cast. They had to put a little hole in the back of the cast so you could, you imagine? No. You imagine how terrible that'd be? Sounds awful. And a two-year-old, like how off the walls, you know, you just can't really contain them. Well, that was just me, but now like I was doing army crawls everywhere. That's why they say I've got such amazing forearms is going back to when I was a two-year-old. 
Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Crazy sports day on your Thursday that I don't think a lot of people are anticipating. We've got news that we'll get to. Big Z is officially in Lexington. We'll talk about that. But baseball was doing some baseball things last night. Unbelievable atmosphere in Philadelphia. And the Phillies wear the best playoff jerseys maybe ever. Those were incredible. They eliminate the Atlanta Braves. We'll talk about that. And then... Our guy Neil Brown loses in just unbelievably dramatic fashion. Man, that. that was a roller coaster of a game. I think the best college football game of the year. Uh, I mean, it's up there. Red West River Virginia was Virginia down equally. 11 with about four minutes left. They take the lead with what? About 26 seconds left somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. On, on a fourth down from their own 40, they just need a field goal to tie and force overtime. They go on and score a touchdown. West yeah. Virginia looks like they're going to be 5-1 around. It was, it was crazy, too, because a couple plays before, they had completed a pass down to the 26. God was wide open. And you're like, oh, they're going to be in field goal range. Boom. Safety comes out of nowhere, lights this dude up. Ball comes free. Yeah, they like, want a targeting. I, I was it was it was just a good hit. The dude didn't had no idea that the safety yeah, was there. Yeah, like I, I, what I get confused about is like the defenseless player receiver rule. Like you've got to be able to make a move to protect yourself or something like that. Isn't that the rule? Or I, I, I could don't, be mistaken about I the think whole rule. Def- I, I don't. I don't get defenseless player either because like every receiver is technically defenseless. That's what I. That's you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if, that is a rule, right? Like there yeah. they can throw a flag for that. Yeah, that's but the one that I just can't understand. I've always right. thought though that most of the calls it was based on how the defense tackled. Mm. So like, if it's crown of the helmet, if they're launching, but if they, I I noticed they had one the other day where the dude definitely launched, but he used his shoulder and he hit like in the chest. It wasn't in the head area, so they like they let it be, and there was no contact to the head. So I think you got to have like multiple things gotcha. defenseless receiver can be a part of one but uh, i thought it was a good hit too and uh, I, and i thought they were done and i tj so i i'm doing the thing where i've never i've never live bet so scoots i'm trying to experiment and figure out when to time it correctly and i just i realized after last night that i just can't live bet for a while because of naturally i had west virginia at three to one money line and uh, they get a fourth and ten oh tight end streaking down the middle of the field nobody's covering him and then you're like okay well he's gonna get tackled they're gonna go to overtime nobody tackled him there's like four guys who just like didn't take the right angles and he beat them all to the end zone and what happens though tj hunter green west virginia quarterback celebrates by taking his helmet off mm. can't do that yeah i mean that still should have been game over even taking they didn't lose the game because he took his helmet off but 15 yard penalty on the kickoff, they were get Got the kickoff. Field. They only like, needed to complete what? Well, what did they complete? Two passes, one pass. Yeah, they got one to get it to about the fifty. Yeah, because they the return was to around the thirty-five or so, and then the hail mary attempt. And I, I don't know about you, TJ, but I there was a part of me like I didn't think that it was actually going to happen, but I was making sure that I saw the ball hit the ground before I fired off some like, wow, Neil Brown, another gutsy performance. Yeah, I, I was the same way, and it had all the makings of, like, a, a good Hail Mary play. West Virginia was scrambling a little bit when they the guy was able to avoid the initial pressure in the pocket, buy himself a little bit more time, give himself a running start on the throw as well, and then put it in the right area. I, I'm always shocked, Roush, how many times on a Hail Mary throw 
it goes out of the back of the end zone. It may go out of bounds to the left. It may be just like woefully short of where of the end zone, which I get it. Sometimes you just can't throw it far enough. But if you're a college D1 scholarship quarterback, you need to be able to throw a football 50 yards. Uh, really, you need to be able to throw it at, at minimum 60 yards. But that's neither here nor there. He put it in a good spot, and West Virginia, it's a tough way to lose. That is a really heartbreaking way to lose a conference game. You imagine if you were just at like a Morgantown bar. I mean, just first off, just being at a Morgantown bar. Whoa, that'd be pretty crazy in its own right. But just the emotional roller coaster. West Virginia fans are just hesitant about Neil Brown as is just because he hasn't won bit. He's just basically treading water. So they don't dislike him because he carries himself well and he seems like a nice guy and he doesn't butt heads with the fan base. But he also hasn't made West Virginia relevant on a national stage. So they haven't been thrilled with that. That was a big game. That was. Because it was against the former coach. It was against Holgo. It would have just been so big. Like, it's such a such drastic parts of the seesaw there. Like, you win, you're 5-1. and one, You do beat the old coach. Would have been undefeated in Big 12 play. I mentioned their schedule yesterday. Ain't too tough. Right. Um, now. And, and here's the thing, though. This is why, like, people talk about luck in this sport and playing with fire, and it, it has a direct correlation to this game. Kentucky's playing tomorrow. Playing in one-score games, you're going to get burned eventually. You just are. And Yeah, that's why we let Georgia just make it a multiple-score game. Exactly, yeah, yeah. We didn't want to use up our luck then. <laughs> but that would have been – Pitt was an 11-point win in the backyard brawl, but that would have been their third straight one-score win where, like, chaos would have happened. And, and you know what? You say – at times you give them credit, but also you got to remember that, like, okay, they're winning these one-score games by the skin of their teeth. Are they that good? It's like the Minnesota Vikings last year. They were a fraudulent team. They won something like ten of their twelve games were one-score wins. Ten of their twelve wins were one-score games. So uh, lost right away in the playoffs. Started the year zero and three. Um, with that being said, though, I still think Neil Brown has done a good job of rallying his guys this year to respond. And that was just as equally as big for Holgerson. He, he, his buyout is something ridiculous. I don't think they could have afforded to fire him, but I believe his only big season at Houston was just the COVID year. I think they went like gotcha. 10 and two that COVID year. But other than that, he's been very mid, very subpar. Yeah. And once Oklahoma and Texas leave, it does kind of seem like a, who who's going to be the big dog who's in the conference? Step up. Who's going to be the could be West? Why why not West Virginia? I would say why not Cincinnati, but they've got Scott Satterfield as their coach, so I think we know why it won't be them. Scoots, that's true. Come on, come on. But hey, but Scoots, that that losing that live bet, I'm just like, you know what? Maybe you need to take a break on live bets, Roush. Maybe only bet the games that you like handicap. I love that we're like two weeks into sports gambling, and Roush has given himself the the mental pep talk. <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta. Well, because I've never done it, Scoot, so I've gotta, I've gotta test it. And I, every time I test and I try to put my dip my toe in the live betting waters, it just it it bites me in the ass. I mean, it is kind of like normal betting, Roush. Like you're taking a chance. Sports are crazy, but more times than not, if you know the pregame lines, I'm telling you, live betting is the way to go, and you will you will in the long run make money live betting. Well, but like, just because it's a good value doesn't mean it's good bet. I didn't like the. Betting that game 
beforehand, so why should I like it during? You know? Well, that sounds like it's on you. Yeah, I mean, if you don't like it beforehand, definitely don't live bet it. Well, yeah, but then it turned into a shootout. It was fun. I was like, West Virginia's going to come back here. They're going to do this. (laughs) They almost did. Yeah. Looked like they had. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes it bites you. I think I'm just going to wait till college basketball for that, though. Till like a home team gets down by a lot. And then you're like, no, you're not going to stop it. You're going to do it again. (laughs) You got to remember, too, holiday season's right around the corner. You're telling me you're not going to do some live football bets around Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 You're just lying to yourself. (laughs) You're lying (laughs) to our audience, but you're lying to yourself. (laughs) Have a couple of drinks. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take press pause. It's going to be a little press pause. That's fine. Hey, I'll let you all know when I go back on the wagon. Okay, good. We'll, We'll be curious. Scoots, everybody's wetting their diapers about the MLB baseball playoff system. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch too much of last night, but why? Because because all the good teams were knocked out. They all the good teams were knocked out. The format's bad. Having the good teams take a break is actually hurting them. Letting the bad teams keep playing is helping them. And they we we've got to do something about I, I'm, it. I'm so, not so buying does it. everybody. I, I'm not buying that. I've heard that same rhetoric all week, and I just I don't buy it. If Baseball is a game where the best teams should win. I don't know why. I can't explain why these teams are losing and getting knocked out of the playoffs. I mean, we was it the top five records in the MLB are now out of the playoffs from this season? So, I mean, there is something to be said for it, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't. Down I, to the Rangers and the Astros in the ALCS. People forget Houston used to be in the NL. Little fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody knows that, but. That's uh, that's fine. And then over in the NL, this is a in, not not the series that I think a lot of people would have predicted. But you're going to have the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. The Phillies will be the home team in that series. The Astros, the home team in their series with the Rangers. Although they had the same record, so I guess it probably just went to head to head. So those are your, those are your four. But oh yeah, a lot of people are really upset about it. Scoots, I'm more inclined to agree with you that like. Cry more about it. You got a you got a break. You got exactly. your pitchers got rest, and you you got home field advantage, and you still lost. What did you? I mean, I, that's unfortunate that you all had a week off and you forgot how to play baseball. You know, like it, come on, you've done this all season long. You've been good all season long. If you really Be good think in the that's playoffs, the, of that big of an issue, then have an inter-squad scrimmage every day. Exactly. Go find your AAA team to yep. come into town and just keep your bats hot and you know get get you the feel of the thing. There are definitely ways to stay fresh. Roush, I think the only legitimate complaint that I've heard that I would be on board with, like, you're not going to, you, you've already expanded the playoffs. You're not going to take that away. I don't think you're going to, if you really, like, these teams that are getting these buys, do you really want to add more teams to take away your buys? Like, it is a benefit not to play games. But one thing that I have heard, Roush, that I do think there could be some merit know where you're going, though. is like the ALDS, the NLDS, make it seven games. Yeah. Five games, you know, if if there is something to one of the teams that's already been playing remains hot, maybe the other team can catch up where it's just best of five, you're racing to three wins, it, you, it may take you too long, you may stall a little bit. But at the end of the day, Scoots, cry more, you're getting a, you're getting a benefit, you're not making it happen. I get it that it's happening to a couple teams. That's baseball, though. Well, it, it, here's my thing with it all. If you ask the Braves or the Dodgers, hey, would you all rather play in the wild card series, you know, so you can stay fresh? N- no, they're not going to take it. They're going to be like, hell no, we want that bye. We want the time to rest, get our team fresh for the next round, for the division series. And so, yeah, I, I don't 
no team would would take playing in the wild card versus having that buy. So I don't know why you would change it. Totally agree. Just cry more. I'm with you. Yeah, There's just more. a lot of whiny fans of good teams who are shocked <laughs> that they got upset right away. Yeah, that you were invested for like seven months in a million freaking baseball games and it's all just over like that. Yeah, cry more. That's why the Red Sox decided also. just to finish last, not to string their fans <laughs> along in the playoffs. Well, what a great and, franchise. And like, this is why baseball is kind of fun. Whoa! I'd don't tell it. that to Spears. Yeah. He probably could hear you. He told – he. I don't know if you listened yesterday, Roush, but he was like, I'm about ready to talk baseball. Turn off the radio, Roush. <laughs> I thought he said TJ. Nah, maybe he did. No, but I thought that it was being Roush. said, if you're going to talk baseball, like yeah, playoffs seems like a good time to do it. Yeah, I just don't know, like when UK UK gets a huge commitment in like June, and Louisville's basketball program does something that makes it more of a dumpster fire. He comes in and he's like, "Well, the Reds won their 46th game of the season. Let me go through every individual player's stats." By the way, neighbors have two. They got new two new dogs, and they named them Ellie and Cruz. That's cool. Yeah. Now they just need a third one named Dela. That's the exact joke I made. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, I'm not getting another dog. And I, I said, yeah, uh, you've got probably too, too many. I felt very, uh, I don't, I forgot which player it was, but I knew somebody that did that with a Cincinnati player and they were uh, immediately traded. Like it was just betting. They were they were no longer with the team, or they weren't good. So they have almost. three dogs, and maybe those Pac Man Jones be a good person to name your your. your I, and now it's it's after. bugging me that I can't remember which Cincinnati sports figure they they named their. Uh... Ooh, I'm not a cat guy, but if I had a cat and I was a fan of, of the Bengals, I'd name my cat Joey Biscuits. That's after, too long. After Joe Bur- too long. Too no, long. It, it's yeah. only four syllables. No, well, yeah. too long. Let's call him Biscuits. Only four syllables. Yeah, you would shorten it to Biscuits. I mean, some would say Justin Kalen's too long of a name at that point. It is. Yeah, I'd probably call, call him Joey Biscuits. Now I need, Joey a, cat, B. Now I need a cat named Scoots. <laughs> going to ride around. Jay Biscuits? And... Jay Biscuits. Probably, Jay, what, Jay probably Biscuits. what we'd end up on yeah, at some point. You're the only, I love, TJ, that you come up with nicknames for people, and you're the only one that has that, that uses that nickname. <laughs> I appreciate that. Like you what? Stick to it. There's, that's not like Joey Biscuits. Nobody calls him Joey Biscuits except for you. A lot of people. Uh, the a Croatian lot of, sensation. A lot of people call him that. A lot of people call him that. Both of them. You can't go. You can't go past my living room without hearing somebody call Joe Burrow Joey Biscuits. <laughs> yeah, because you're the only one in the living room. I've got Boo at the zoo tonight. I saw. Uh, I'm starting to see pictures of people going. It has me fired up. And also reminds me that, like, all right, time to get the costume together. We got, I think we got our boys' stuff ready. We're, we're just going to be a Mario family. Duke's Mario, Frank's Luigi. So I've got a Bowser head. I'm going to be Bowser. Are ones. you going to sing the Peaches song? Peaches, Peaches, Who's going to be Peaches? Peaches, Peaches. Um, no, Mom is not going to be Peaches. She's going to be Dry Bones because that's who she always picks when uh, she's uh, driving the playing Mario Kart. Mom, you're dry bones. It was very funny. Yesterday, Duke wanted to play Mario on the trampoline, so we go out there. He's got all these rules, right? No, Dad, no fire. I know you're Bowser. No breathing fire. And so he keeps, like, punching up on the block and then going, and eating his mushroom and then just, like, punching me to Bolivia. I'm like, oh, yeah? I'm going to use Superstar now. No, you're not. I'm going to steal that Superstar, Bowser. Ah, fun times. 
Fun times. That sounds like a good time. Uh, we need to hit commercial break time. When we come back, we will bring it more to a UK-centered aspect of the show. It's Big Do Blue we, Madness Night. Is there really anything going on? Do we need to talk UK sports? It's a pretty big weekend. Homecoming <laughs> weekend. We're going to talk about our favorite homecoming oh, queens and kings. Yep. Favorite memories? We're going to power rank them? We're going to power rank every, yep, every one of them. And we're going to talk about our favorite homecoming parades? Yeah, our favorite floats. Uh, we've got a lot to get to. It, of course we've got a lot to talk about regarding UK. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Okay. We'll be back. We'll be working on a new and all the wrong thing right. It's Friday and Friday. I'm free again. I got my motor running for a wild weekend. It's Friday and Friday. I'm out of control. Forget the work and blues and let the good time Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. That seemed like a long break, Scoots. Nope, standard four minutes. I just was too anxious to get back on air. I hear you. Can't wait to talk about the cats. Mm -hmm. Meow, meow. Oh, a friend of the radio show, Haley Minogue's podcast, The Lonely Hearts Club, has dropped its first episode today, a Friday the 13th special, so... Uh, it's her and another so, uh, Ali Schmidt. Ali Schmidt, and yeah. they are talking mm-hmm. about breakups and being single in the big city in 2023, the big city of Louisville. Ah, fun times. A little bit different than whenever I was a pledge driver picking them up uh, in my Corolla. You know, been no, I guess it have been like 13 years ago now. Are you going to be a subject of topic? No, no, no. Speaking of we being, were, we just we, we were rolling deep. Speaking of being single in this city, did you all hear any of Rutherford yesterday? Oh, oh no. No. Okay. Trouble, trouble at the Rutherford house? So, yeah, no, I didn't hear it either, but I get a text from Trevor at right after their show was over, and he just asks, um, so you going to go speed dating with me on November 4th? To which I responded, excuse me? And he said, a texter sent in an advertisement for speed dating. I said I would do it, but texters want you to go, too. Yeah, you need to go, Scoot. So I was like, Trevor, I'll entertain it. I was like, but I need to know more information about it. He sends me the ad for it. It's at the LaGrange Quarry, which that makes me not want to go. Doesn't that seem sketchy? At a quarry? That seems like no better place to speed date. I I don't know about that. You're looking for rock-solid love. (laughs) God. That was pretty good. I'll give you credit there. So yeah, I, I think told if you want to build your relationship in a, with a good foundation. <laughs> he can do this all day, folks. <laughs> he can do this all day. But, but sounds like you've got an inquiry about the quarry. Oh my gosh! I my my thing too. November fourth at a rock quarry. Isn't it going to be cold? Yes, <laughs> very I mean, cold. It's November fourth. I mean, I know as it gets. Still technically fall. It could be a nice day, but like, it, I thought that I thought they just did those at like hotel can, like hotel meeting rooms or like a convention type center. Not you just throw a rock off the quarry if you want the date to end. <laughs> Trevor said his worry is it's some girl spending five minutes with him, then her hurling herself off the ledge. <laughs> I was like, good God, Trevor! Uh, it can't just be 
it's got there has to be a building at the quarry there has, there has to, to be like yeah. a structure there that's that's the thing like i was entertaining it until he told me that it was at a quarry and then i was i'm kind of sketched out now if it was anywhere else i would entertain it if i were either one of you two i, I would say this sounds like an interesting idea we can table this what I, and i would start if i were you two on a dating app yeah probably so start with an app I don't know. Well, that's, I, I mean, that's what this flyer says. It says, are you tired of dating online? Are you yeah, tired, you're not of tired of a relationship? That's true. You, you've never done it. No, I have, just not in a long time. Get back on. I, I think, as you know, it's a little, it's a little piggish, but I, I want like a dating contest between you and Trevor. <laughs> and that's not to like toy with other people's emotions or not to make them part of a radio bit unknowingly. But I think, that's going to drive both of you all to go find love. Yeah. If you feel like it's a contest. That's true. Because, man, you two just don't see eye to eye. Well, Trevor. And I'm not talking about the nine-inch height difference. Trevor was like, yeah, I figured I could I could do it for just content. And that turned into, well, yeah, I get it, Trevor. We, we always got to have content. I was like, that's why I've got it in my back pocket that one day I'll take the ACT just so I could smash your score. Ooh, what do you say? <laughs> I just asked him like how much it was and all that. He didn't really have a response to that. Then we somehow got into an Indiana football discussion, which well, he lasted far too long. Spread, yeah. So, <laughs> that, I think any Indiana football conversation is one that lasts <laughs> too long. But he is oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, we'll 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 get back to it. Uh text on into the Thornton sex line, five zero two four one four. 1450. Yeah, he was spreading misinformation yesterday on the Rutherford show saying that your incident at Walmart was with a failed marriage. Oh, I did hear that, yeah. And that was just a lie. It was, yeah. They were very happily married. Still together. We don't know that. <laughs> but they definitely well, it wasn't a failed marriage that you ruined Scoots. I I mean, I I can I can't confirm or deny if they're still together or not. I don't know. I don't know that information. I, I assume they went back together, but maybe not. Back together. So they did at least temporarily break up? Well, I mean, if you're cheating on your spouse, isn't that a... I know, but they, you said that they never found out. I don't know if he ever found out. Hmm. He may have found I mean, it depends how honest she was. I didn't tell him. You need to be a guest on the Lonely Hearts Club. <laughs> Let's set it up. I'm in. They do need a new microphone, but it's episode one. Who are we to talk about? You know, figuring out, figuring out. Took us three weeks to have a good product in terms yeah, of podcast. That's, that's the one thing they need. Well, maybe dates. Maybe that would be the other thing they need. Boyfriends. Well, but actually, maybe they don't need. Oh, and yeah, maybe, maybe that's what's. Maybe that's the problem. Too many dates. Yeah. Now they need no dates. I do. Well, think I so- would. I would like uh, need to pitch this to them. Uh, idea, married men give give single women advice. Yeah, that could be yeah, because we've we've got so much. We can really help them out. Well, but also like I think having just dumb men just be like, hey, this is. I'm totally joking about all of this, by the way. No, no, I I'm not joking. But because... I do think that you're right that that could be like a funny little segment. Because also, what is it? What is dating even like now? I don't. I mean, the like, what kind of hoops do you have to jump through? Because I would think a lot of it would just be like guys doing too much to show that like they have a lot of interest. But like, really, we're simple. 
let us watch football, you know, hang out. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've got I've got takes, but probably not on like how dating works. Yeah, on like if you or I were to be single, which you know, it, yeah, I guess you you never know what's going to happen. But yeah, yeah, see, we don't... it seems unlikely. I yeah, I've got I've got takes on that, but people on the radio probably don't care about it. On like how like on how... you are right that we're like simple creatures. Yeah, my my whole problem would be just like um the whole overthinking i i think that's just the whole problem with men period is they like a woman and they like oh am i texting too much am i not texting enough like i, I think there's a lot that's of that's an interesting dynamic about it i i think that i would just like I, I don't know if i'd even want to do like dive into it which oh, i know well. like i know that may be a little hypocritical when we're telling Scoots, he needs to get on dating. That's now. what I was sitting here thinking. It's very hypocritical. But Scoots, you wouldn't I, want I've to do been, it. I've been in a relationship for ten years, like so. I'm saying if so I got out it. of one, I don't know if I'd be like super anxious Ready to, jump to like one. jump in yeah. right away. You've been out of a relationship for ten years, sure. So I'm just saying, like I, and if you, you know, in all sincerity, if you don't want to do it, then you don't want to do it, and that's fine. But I would think that you would want to do it. And two, I know if Trevor did it and you turned it into a contest, you definitely would want to do it. Oh, I'd smash Trevor. So I, I just, I don't know. It seems like a lot, Roush. Seems like a lot. A lot of effort, a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Just say if you were, I, I'm sure, uh, dad with kids dating, much different oh, than. Oh, gosh. Because like, like, when do you have time to date? That's a good point. Yeah. And Maybe if they're a little bit older, like they're, I've got a, they're couple a little bit busier. But I've got still. a couple friends that are single. They seem like they have fun. Like, you know, it just like a new, it's not like Seinfeld where it's a new woman every episode, but it is kind of like, you know, catch up after two or three months. You seen anybody? Uh, yeah. You know, that same person that I was telling you about. Oh, that's kind of fun. And then, you know, two or three months will pass by. You still seeing? No, no, but I did meet this other person. It's like, oh, that's kind of neat. Like there's an aspect of that. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Meet new people. But I just think having to get the, the wheels turning. Oh yeah, greasing them up. Mm -hmm. uh, the things it's like the after tin, they've been so rusty. The Tin for Man so, for just so gotta long. get the oil can out. Yeah, well, luckily Roush, we don't have to worry about. I mean, that. I need nope. I need new wheels, new rotors, new axles. I, you're, you're, I need it all. Your engine's purring. No, she you've needs been, she needs some good maintenance. You've been reading Harry Potter. Your literature <laughs> game's been up. You teased along that Thornton's lady, so you know you still got a little bit of. Uh, you've got some game. You can chat. So. I think you're ready to fly, cowboy. Maybe. Maybe. You can do it, Scoots. I know there's a lot of Kentucky fans that are ready to fly on over to Rupp Arena tonight for Big Blue Madness, which here's the thing about Big Blue Madness is I don't know how to do Big Blue Madness radio. It's very difficult for me to do that, but it is a fun event to attend in person. You've never been. It's definitely a family-friendly event. Yeah, it's it's. I, I, I'm going to be excited to take Duke in like two years. He's in. He's going to love it. It's going to be great. Uh, the theatrics behind it. Just, it's really cool. Now, if you've seen it before and you're watching from home, you've, you've seen it before. That's the one downer. But at least this year, we've got something new and fun. There's a seven foot seven giant named Vladimir Ivicic 
who made it to campus. He did it. Everybody's calling him the Croatian sensation, and you're going to get to meet him tonight at Rupp Arena for the first time. He's coming out to some Eastern European music. It's going to be a real rave. What if it was like the Borat music? <laughs> I'm picturing like a combo between Borat and Survivor music. No, definitely not Survivor music. Wild <laughs> Survivor episode on Wednesday, yeah, by the way. for sure. I would say Eastern Europeans, the last Eastern Europe's the last place you'd hear that Survivor music. Yeah, but if it's mixed in with something else, like the Borat music, I think it would sound good. It yeah, would sound like Eastern European. Now you're just now you're just making your own stuff up, which I'm I'm for. You are a DJ. You can mix it up. What, what's your DJ name? DJ uh, Scoots. DJ Scoots. Yeah. Pretty good name. <laughs> That's a pretty good name. It's a pretty good episode. Uh, Roush, that is a part that I think will be like we're not gonna. Are they gonna even let him go through drills? That's interesting. Saw I saw a I picture wouldn't see... that Greenberg. He was like, he's practicing today, and he's just standing on the sideline. Like, I thought they he? said that he was watching practice today. Uh, the wording the... in that I think indicated that he was not practicing, taking in practice or something like that. Maybe. Uh, okay, I'm pulling up the tweet now. It is. Um... Where did it go? It but he green... did look like he was in, you know, gear to run if the, if he needed to. Yeah, like he was dressed for it, but uh, he was just standing on the sideline. If there were any balloons that had like got stuck at the top of the craft center, he probably oh maybe fixed the leak. Oh, there he's when you're seven foot nine, you don't need the tallest ladder to get up there and help out. Man, speaking of leak, remind me to show you all the pictures. You're you're right. Watching during break today. What kind of leak are we talking? We had a one of the craziest scenarios at the hotel I've ever seen in my entire life yesterday. What what was crazy? So tell, tell tell us about it. So I'm literally walking out the door at like four o'clock and had had a nice easy day. And I turned turned to the right to walk down the hallway and by the elevators there's just a huge puddle of water. And it's coming from one of the light fixtures. And I'm like, uh so I run back to the office, tell my managers, guys, we have a huge problem. That's shocker one that you just didn't say, eh, well, I'm off the clock. I was <laughs> I was inches away from just acting like I didn't see it, but luckily I did because nobody else would have saw it for quite some time. So my manager, Jake, goes up to the second floor, and he immediately calls down to our assistant manager, who I'm standing next to, and I'm still fixing to walk out the door at this point. And our assistant manager looks at me, and he was like, dude, come with me. He was like, I have no idea what we're about to walk into. Get off the elevator on the second floor, and it is a freaking lake. Basically, basically our maintenance guy was doing some maintenance on a washer and dryer on that floor, didn't put the hose back in the drain and some lady did a load of laundry and there was just, I, I mean, I've never seen so much water in my entire life. I'll show you all the pictures at break. It was nuts. Did everything get taken care of? Yeah. Luckily we have a carpet extractor. So we were able to pull up all that water and get it somewhat dry. So yeah, it was, it was nuts. I didn't moral of the story. I didn't end up leaving until like quarter after five, which really sucked. Did you get paid extra? Uh, so I was off the clock the whole time. Actually, I'm going to send them a text right now to adjust my time. It's a good you call. You better. Yeah. It's a good call. You better get that additional 40 minutes, 30 minutes. Probably an hour. I'm going to tell them an hour. Roush, that, that'll be cool to see how he's introduced the reaction, get to get the full love of the Big Blue Nation. Besides that, what do they have up their sleeves to make it semi-entertaining? Tune in to find out. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I've always said you like. I've always said that a two-on-two thing would be fun. There's no yeah. way they're going to do that. Just um, any. I, I just always 
Less is more. We just want to. We're basketball fans. So let us see basketball. I don't I think need I like a forty-five minute dunk contest. Yeah, um, I think it would be cool if just next year they've got this renovated Memorial Coliseum. Oh, make that the opening deal. I know the volleyball team. Like ideally, it'll be ready by them by by their the start of their season. I don't think it's going to be ready by then though. But if they could potentially open up a new Memorial Coliseum with Big Blue Madness, you play the you know. You can do intros with the cool pyrotechnics or whatever, but then just play, just practice, play some basketball. We like basketball. No need to, yeah, I agree. do anything too crazy. I like. I think a three point contest, a quick one, is a is a solid time. Yeah, but what I, if, I don't know. I'm, I'm over the dunk contest. What about a game of knockout? Game of knockout would be fun. That'd be Competitive fun. game of knockout. Yeah, put girls and guys team together. Will this be televised? Yeah, yes. somewhere. I don't know if it's SEC network, network or if it's plus. It, you, you'd be able to watch it somewhere. Um, and I'll have it recorded, and I'll it, when I get home from the zoo brew, I'll check it out. But yeah, wouldn't expect a great deal of news or analysis coming from it, but it'll be a fun moment to see how Zanamir Ivacic is introduced to the Big Blue Nation, which you got to see him on campus yesterday. It's huge. That's that's our defense against Hunter Dickinson. He's, that's he's, him. He was like as tall as that door frame he was standing in front of. He's a big he's a big fella. And how quickly can he go be ready to make an impact on the floor? We shall find out soon. Ooh, do you remember in 2007 Big Blue Madness when UK fans kept LSU's team up all night? Are we going to do that to Missouri? What happened? Oh, they were pulling a fire alarm or something? They were just being loud. Yeah, I think there were some shenanigans. Do we know where Missouri's staying tonight? I don't know where uh, visitors stay. We were trying to think uh, where, you know, they had the SEC Nation sets. Like, where do they stay when they're in town? I know the Kentucky football team now stays at that Hilton downtown. Mm. Pretty sure. Used to be the Campbell House for a while, but I'm I'm pretty certain it's that Hilton. was the Campbell House. I do know that. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I don't know where I don't know where the visitors stay. I would assume like the broadcast crews would want to be in town. I could see visitors staying at Griffin Gate or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to stay. I wouldn't want to stay. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't want to stay downtown with my team. But if they make that mistake, I hope UK fans are loud and keep them up all night. Uh, Texter on the Thornton's text line says, "How will Saturday's weather affect the game? Advantage for us? I think we briefly touched on that yesterday. Weather looks fine, Roush. It does look good now. It's going to rain tomorrow morning." And so, like, maybe some of your early tailgating could be impacted. It it does still say wind 10 to 20 miles an hour, which is not nothing, but it's also not, like, tropical storm gusts either. Right, right. It's 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 normal weather. It's going to be, like, 48 degrees. So, it is going to be chilly. Ground may be wet, but it's turf. Chilly weather. So, oh, yeah, chilly weather. I don't think uh, the weather is going to be as big as a factor as people think. So we'll talk about that in hour two. We need to hit our double dip break. So don't go anywhere because Kentucky Roll Call returns after this Friday, the 13th edition. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin King.
say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Raj. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Hello. TJ Walker, Nick Rouch, Justin Kalen on your Friday the 13th. Big football weekend for UK. You move to six and one heading into the bye week. And despite the blowout to Georgia, everything's mostly gravy. Or you lose, you're five and two, two game losing streak. You lost your homecoming game. You've given pecking order position back to Missouri. A lot on the line Saturday. Monday show, drastically different depending on what happens on Saturday and what our sentiment and feelings are about this UK football team in the back half of the schedule. It's a big one for the Cats. It's a big one. Jeez. And UK not as healthy as we'd like, but to be expected this late in the season, Roush. Yeah, yeah, and that's one thing I am a little worried about defensively. I don't know to what extent. We know Jalen Geiger's going to be out, but... Trevin Wallace, he exited early. How effective is he going to be? He's a big, he's a big role in this defense. So that that's a little worrisome going up against Missouri's high-powered offense. I think it's worth noting that they feasted against some of the worst defenses in football. This will be the first time they've played a top 50 defense all year. Um, so at least there's that. Uh, but Luther Burden, he's very good. He's very talented. An explosive wide receiver. Missouri's probably going to make some plays. They just are. That's it, one thing, TJ. Like, you can't let that panic set in. But I think Kentucky's going to make their fair share of plays as well. Um, this is one of those games where feels like Ray Davis hasn't been as involved as you'd like. I mean, but now, now's the time. It's weird if you look on the outside of looking in. This, you know, we're kind of in the thick of it. But if you're trying to preview this game on the SEC network, they're probably hyping this up as SEC's number one running back versus SEC's number one wide receiver. It's kind of crazy in a battle between Kentucky yeah, and Missouri. Is, that is interesting. So, what's the what's UK's defensive game plan? They're still licking their wounds from Georgia's, just basically doing whatever they want against them, but. This is uh, one of the better offenses that they're probably going to see the rest of the season. Yeah, and the the part that I, I I think a lot of it's going to come back to, are they able to get pressure on Brady Cook? He's been sacked, I want to say 11 times, which is the fourth fewest in the SEC. But a lot of what they do is like those little half rollouts. They, they try to move the pocket on him. They do have a really talented left tackle. Um, I think it was Javon Foster's his name. He's a midseason All-American. Been there since 2018, so he's he's like he's one of those super seniors that just played forever. Um, but I, I, I'm I think part of what the the goal is is to make them try to dink and dunk you with efficiency. And I know people don't like that either, um, but that's the way to go. Like that's dare them to beat you underneath. Um, I. Burton's one of those that I, I just I have a feeling he's just going to get his, and you got to hope that nobody else um, 
Like, make, make the other guys beat you. Kentucky is a team that does a Georgia game excluded for the most part. But they are a team that does a solid job not giving up the, the big play. Missouri's a team that seems to rely on the big play. Maybe it's simply as you just don't give up the the deep ball and you you'd mentioned dink and dunk, but see how patient Missouri can be without turning the ball over. I think you could have well, something there. I think the fact that UK just doesn't give up a lot over the top could be beneficial. Yeah, yeah. And the other part of this too is it's not the most susceptible because you're like, well, they're good at protecting Cook and he hadn't thrown an interception until last week. He, it, it was the Andre Woodson record forever, um, but he broke that record for consecutive passes without an interception. But that's kind of where this Kentucky team's bread and butter is, is that forcing opponents to make mistakes. So let's, let's see if they, can, if they are the defense that can do that against anybody or if they are just feasting on, on smaller opponents. And that's where like uh, people last week were calling the, the game against Georgia a measuring stick game. I didn't think that was fair. But the Florida game was the first time where we were like, all right, we're going to learn something about this team. They're going to play a real opponent. And then we got a version of this team that we hadn't seen before that ran it all over people, that ran it down their throat. I'm I'm fascinated to see what Kentucky team we're going we're gonna to get on Saturday. Because they've won in so many different ways. And then they completely pooped the bed last week. So it's like, what? What is this Kentucky team? I'm I'm still just like I, I think I think they can be pretty balanced, but I don't I don't know I don't know this. Uh, but I do get the sense though that this team is going to be ready to play. And what's probably going to happen, TJ, is that they're going to get out to a good lead, but Missouri is just not going to quit. Um, and we'll probably get some big plays to make sure that this thing is tight uh, late in the fourth quarter. Interesting. Yeah, it almost feels like we're traveling back in time and hitting the reset button and going right back into the Florida game where it's we had seen good things from UK. Had we seen enough consistent good things? But that Florida game, we were going to learn a lot about UK, and this was going to give us a better idea of how the rest of the schedule was going to go. And they dominated. Now, I do think, and we mentioned this the week after, like Florida dropped a potential pick six. There were some breaks that went UK's way in that Florida game, but they dominated. Then we thought we knew UK. We thought we they, we knew their identity and we liked what we saw. The Georgia game, despite everybody, I think, being okay with a loss or at least understanding why UK would lose. They're the number one team in the country, back-to-back national champions, favorite to win for a third straight year, best team in the conference. People can comprehend losing to Georgia, but in the manner of how it happened, Roush, it does seem like we've hit the reset button right back to where, all right, we've gotten a really fun, good game from UK, and boy, did we see a basement we didn't think this team had. We have hit the reset button going into this Missouri game. Not that I think anybody would anticipate or think that a beatdown Missouri coming into Kroger Field and just dominating UK would be on the table, but a loss certainly is is possible. Yeah, yeah. And even if Kentucky plays well, a loss is possible because this might just be a really good Missouri team. The way that Brady Cook's playing, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you could see it the way that Luther Burden's playing. I I think more so, uh, the, well, there's, what's the saying about um, characters revealed? Like it's, 
in the most difficult times, you know, characters not hidden, it's revealed. So I, I don't know. There's some movie quote about it. But Stoops, his assessment of last season, I believe, was accurate in that that team did not handle adversity well. And that had come to define his teams because the most successful ones, they weren't just like laying in haymaker after haymaker. It was grit and grinding out some close, low-scoring wins. Um, when bad things happened, they didn't flinch. They handled adversity well. Things unraveled really quickly last week. Is this going to be a team that unravels like last year's, or is this one that's going to, you know, step up and be one of the best teams of the Mark Stoops era that I think they can be? So we're going we're going to find out Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Win and special season is very much on the table. You and, and you look at the final five games of the season, and you say if you win four of them, this could be the best season, UK season in our lifetime, which is crazy to think just because what Stoops has been able to accomplish. You lose on Saturday while still technically possible, realistically we'll know like, all right, this isn't historically special season. Can you salvage enough to make it where you're not taking a step backwards? That's what's on the line on Saturday. Historically good? Are we still having that conversation? Or are we talking about Ooh, let's let's re let's regroup because you don't want to lose to Tennessee after a bye week. That ain't going to be fun to anybody. Yeah. You still that Alabama game. Just whether things go bad or go good, that is a saving grace game there. If they if you lose to Missouri and you lose to Tennessee, or if you lose one of those Somehow two, then you can beat Bama. That can like turn things around where you can forget that 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 game can play men in black mind eraser for you. Yeah, if yeah. you if need be. Now that being said, you don't want to have to rely on that game to be a win because you're probably setting yourself up to be disappointed if need be. And then those Mississippi State, Louisville, South Carolina games, those just almost seem like toss ups of all toss ups, unless UK can show that how the fashion how it happened at Georgia was not was an outlier and you can show that by beating Missouri and you can show them by taking care of home field advantage and beating them real good beating them easily two point spread though Vegas thinks it's going to come down to the wire Roush seems like it, he thinks it's going to come down to the wire we'll give predictions a little bit later on the show yeah and if you got questions text them on in to the Thorns text line 502 502- 414-1450 is the number. Thorne's the best place to start your day. Fuel up. Start your reeking off the, the, on the right foot at your neighborhood. Thorne's. What do we got on over here at the Thorne's? A texter says, I'm not suggesting that self should serve an additional suspension or anything like that for bringing in Morris, the player that had a troubled background, gets to Kansas and... Ooh, does it again. Does it, yeah. But it is something he should be held accountable for when he's discussed in the media. He and A.D. Travis Goff, who was at Northwestern, hmm, both said they vetted and signed off on Morris. Yeah, and again, I, I think we're probably on the same page, Texter, where it's like, that's not a good look for Kansas. And they they should have to answer for that or borderline apologize for it. But what more? Like, I, I, you know, I don't think I agree with you. I don't think you do additional suspension. So it's almost just one of those things like, Hey, you talk about that more. It's a bad thing. Talk about it. It's like, okay, we'll we'll mention it. We mentioned it. What do we do now? At some point, you just have to move on from it. I don't know. Unless yeah. anybody's got a better idea or solution right, right. than that. 
Because I don't. I don't. So I'm, I'm willing to open. Because it's not a good thing to do that. It's not a good thing to bring in somebody with a troubled background and you're kind of vouching for him and then it, it don't work. Because the, the, the part that worries me is that you're supposed to learn your lesson right, Bill Self. Who's to say that he's not going to let something like this happen? Well, Bill Self, he knows his lesson. His lesson is to win basketball games. Yeah, that's um, it. Win basketball games and treat media well and things – Go well for you, and they have for Bill Self, and he'll be okay from this. Um, Texter says, Roush sounding like a field of 68 lead contributor. Yeah, you and I just won't see eye to eye on preseason rankings, I, I suppose. But there is no recipe for it. It's open to interpretation of how people want to go about it, but uh, you did sound a little field of 68-ish there. No, I was mostly thinking about like power rating. Like You can't power rate. If you're one, that's like the popular thing now in college football. People, what's the difference between a ranking and a power ranking? Because they use just it's like a mathematical formula. Like all these college football nerds, I'm pretty sure Luckett does it too. But like if you listen to, um, like the Cover Three podcast, Bud Elliott, Tom Fornelli, all a lot of college football people who are in my line, like who do my job at a national level, they have spreadsheets that like they put in data and then they project their own scores. And that's how they do their preseason power ratings and stuff. The what field of sixty eight? What what? My point was that in order to use math to try to come up with some sort of like ESPN BPI, for example, right? Like they have to. There's no other numbers to use for preseason except for past performance. So you have to use that when you're coming up with ESPN BPI or whatever it may be. But like, if you're John Fan is like, if you're just like a hot take Torres, like you don't need it. You can just put whatever whatever you hell you want out because it's it's a take, right? Like you don't have to use numbers to back it up. I think my overall point was like if you're going to try to do this as um, you know, uh, unbiased isn't the right word, but if you're trying to use math to do this, then recent tournament success I think would be something you would bake in there, right? Like second weekend appearances sort of thing. I just wouldn't do a preseason ranking based on what happened the previous season. I get what you're doing for formulas. And like, you know, RPI, Kim, Kim Pom stuff that that makes sense because you have to have something in there until you can get new data to replace it. But preseason rankings, that's going off. Hey, this this group, this team, this collection of talent. What do you think? Where do you think they stand this year against teams this season? Not what they've done previously. But another texture we've we've talked about that. Uh, oh, this is a good one. There's nothing funnier than making fun of someone's shortcomings that they can't control. Nick Roush, the texter says, like, what? Oh, yeah. It's great. Especially if they're your friends, too, because you, you know them well, and then they just can't, they can't come back at you with anything. You got them. Especially if they're your friends. But if they're not your friends, still pretty good, too, right? <sighs> texter says, Willie's is now a liquor store, and Jillian's is now the town's government offices. <laughs> The more you know. Well, thank you, oh, Northern wow. Kentucky Texter, for letting us know that stuff. Is the Willie's Liquor Store the biggest liquor store in Kentucky? That thing would be, that that restaurant was massive. How could a liquor store have that much liquor? Does it serve the entire region? That'd be a ginormous liquor store. Uh, RIP to Willie's. Bring it back. Somebody rich in Northern Kentucky, bring back Willie's. We want Willie's. Come Willie's on, Scoots. Roadhouse? We want Willie's. I've never even I'm heard of I'm not going to chant that, no. It was right there off the expressway, up on the hill. They take a big bus over to games in Cincinnati. 
I never went on the bus, although I always wanted to. That's- Big Big Z, more like Big V. That dude looks and sounds like a vampire. On Friday the thirteenth. We didn't include what Dracula. If he, what if he does come out like a vampire? It'd be pretty cool. Oh, I had the big cape. Yeah. I want to dunk on you. Ah, ah, ah. Scooch, what are you going to do to celebrate Friday the 13th? I'm going to call a football game tonight. Are you going to make any spooky references? My mom oh. is very upset Ooh. with you, Scooch. She is. Yeah, you're not playing any like spooky or scary music for Friday the 13th. You know, I thought about that a little too late. I'm I'm sorry. You also act like uh, it's too late to just we, pull up a video like I know. right now. And we don't have Friday the 13th again until who knows when. Well, next time I'll be prepared. I well, bet you what won't. If there, what if there is no next time? <laughs> what if there is no next time? What if it, this is the last Friday the 13th? It, it is a missed opportunity. Up? But, TJ, if, if you have any, since you're on such a roll today, if you have any scary references that you think I should use tonight, just shoot me a text later. Oh, great. The next one we get, not till September 2024. Oh, I'll, wow. be, I'll be ready. Well, Plenty of time. Thanks a Ele- lot, Scooch. 11 months to get ready. you kidding me? That could be the Friday before UK's game in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Or in the Grove. Man, it's a scary day to be a Lone Star beer. Tell you what. <laughs> Texter on the Thornton's text line says, Bill Kitely died on April Fool's Day, and I thought it was some sick joke. That would be some sort of sick joke. Because it would be just believable enough where it would be like, oh, he was pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that was on... on April Fool's Day. Always got to have your head on. And that was peak. You know, that was early internet. Mm -hmm. So people were very gullible. Where it was like not everybody could go, would go verify something themselves. It was still, you just take people's words for it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That would be a sick joke, Texter. Another Texter says, one of my buddies was officiating UK's Pro Day and said that the scoop was Hugo and Bradshaw would not be available until January. Not great, Bob. I mean, Greenberg kind of said that, like conference play. Uh, they were saying five, six weeks, December, but maybe that's when they get back to practicing. practicing and, and then, then, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's crazy to think that that's not possible. I, I would hope I, to see him in December. Though. I would expect that. Like, I think everybody should expect the worst in this, or else you're going to lose your minds if you're trying to hold Cal to, like, this five, six-week window. I, I'm i just – we'll deal with a lot less text, a lot less anxiety. If you just – you should expect till January. And then if they come back earlier, then great. Yeah, a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a, a fair thing. Also, you may want your buddy. I mean, there's only so many officials. You may want your buddy to hush-hush or you not throw your buddy under the bus. Yeah, or maybe, like, you know a guy that goes to a yeah. lot of pr- – like, let's, let's thinly veil this. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. John Fanta doing like tricks on it up in stores. He's doing a little preseason tour. See, um – Sean Smith's doing a preseason tour? Yeah, he was down with Rick Barnes of Tennessee. Sean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, is it, though? I wanna... That's one thing. Like, I do I do think coaching would be fun. I mean, if you just like a sport, wouldn't you want to be around it a little bit more? I'm sure I'll coach my kid's basketball team at some point or soccer team. or so. Soccer would be, I'd be a horrible coach. I'd be like Will Ferrell and kicking and screaming. I'd need to just go find some Italians. But, uh, like, it, it'd be enjoyable, but... That's what I don't want to have to do is, like, go tour in and then worry about, like, you know, now he's probably going to be careful about when talking about recruits and stuff like that. Yeah. I uh, that's, There's so many rules and there's, see, like, if stipulations. I'm, if I'm him, I do one or the other. If you really want to get into the weeds of it, yeah. like, you got to be committed to it. And yeah. there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of things you can and can't do. 
Like, I think there's, well. Well, I guess his talking to recruits isn't because he's one of, like, he coaches. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not, it's not like he's a college coach talking to recruits. That's true. Good point. But it's still, there's a weird. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a difficult dynamic to kind of tiptoe around. But it sounds really fun, and I'm, he looks happy. Seems like he's enjoying it. But that's pretty cool. You just get to go watch Tennessee, practice. Rick Barnes answers your question and uses you as the, like, a, a the demonstrator. Pretty sweet. Would this be a good idea by John Vincent Calipari? This is a plumber I mean, bro texter. Also, like all anybody who took that quote seriously, that being, just needs to chill out. Uh, like what, they kind of like he was joking. He said that once he gets all his seven footers healthy, he's going to play a two three zone, and those are going to be the bottom of the zone. I mean, they all all like, that to say, I, I want do it, yeah. do it. I want to see it. I want to see it so badly. Would that be a good idea by John Vincent Calipari? But, but like he also was like he was making a joke. I don't agree with the positions that they have for him, but I can see that working. You, you, I would. Those what, 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 what would positions be the do you need? Well, I wouldn't. Play. I would. I don't think I would want you go at the five. I think you, I'd, you would one hundred percent want him at the five. Yeah, That's dude, the that non-starter. Guy. He's the one that can't shoot the worst. He is the worst shooter of the bunch. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's true when you put it that way. The other two actually are like supposedly pretty decent shooters. I, I'm okay with uh, Bradshaw at the three, and I guess yeah, you talked me into Big Z at the four. Yeah, that was the that but was I would the joke that Cal made. That being said, I'd love to see a two-three zone with those three guys on the bottom. <laughs> like offensively, you'd be totally hosed. It wouldn't work out well, but defensively, it would be kind of fun do you to watch. All, do you like, all? It's like a protect the rim situation on a shot clock. It's like they've got to just throw it near the rim. Get those three guys in. That'd be awesome. Do you all remember the name? And I'm sure you do because there was a lot of jokes made at his expense. But do you remember the name Peter Jerkin who played for Indiana? Oh, do I, I remember I the saw name your Peter Twitter. Jerkin. I saw your Twitter like Scoot. I, I uh, remember. I, I'll never forget we were playing Michigan State at home. And this was in Crean was a coach. And he deployed a 1-3-1 zone. And he put Peter Jerkin at the top of the key. And Michigan State couldn't even make a pass because this guy was so long. So, yeah, you could maybe do something like that with these guys. How could we forget Peter Jerkin? <laughs> what a name. Catching up on the podcast and couldn't resist talking about John Fanta's top 25. I used the Beers and Bucket Twitter account to troll him about him blackmailing someone to keep his job. He followed me back and DM me, asked to come on the Beers and Bucket podcast to explain why Kentucky isn't in the top 25. I might berate him until he leaves the Zoom call. We'll see. See, that's why I, I, I kind of like Fanta. Like, he does genuinely love college basketball. He's passionate about it. I respect that. There, There is a childlike wonderment in his. And I think that's fun. Yeah, I think that's entertaining. Yeah. I think that's cool that he did that, that like he reached out and is going to volunteer his time as a relatively big name in the college basketball world to do that. But, but that is a cool thing for him to do. You should welcome him on there, be polite and nice to him, but you should kind of hold his feet to the fire a little bit. Like how can you follow basketball, see a team that has – projected three or four first-round picks, maybe the number one pick overall, Hall of Fame head coach, which is something that he has admittedly says that he values in ranking teams, and you don't have them ranked. The issue is, and I'm guilty of this from time to time too, Beers and Bucket podcast, is like don't don't get him on there and just be a total butt slapper and be like, we were just having fun playing. Hold his feet to the fire a little bit. Be respectful and appreciative of his time because he's a real human and volunteering his time. But get after him a little bit. It's silly not to have UK ranked. It just is. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. But it is silly. 
Yeah, I think the the part that you really need to hold it just if he says anything about Kentucky's backcourt questioning yeah. that over the front court, then like he just needs to like take some drugs. I mean, at a minimum, if or any get other off team had one of the leading scorers in the SEC returning in its backcourt, that would be celebrated. But with Kentucky, not it's just overlooked completely. Yeah, it's yeah. just bypassed, and then everybody and Fanta included will be like, "Well, only freshman. I don't know." For and Tony Reed's not a freshman. Wasn't he the leading three point shooter in SEC play last year? Uh, maybe it was one of the, that last year was his only year, right? Yeah, yeah. He was the leading three point shooter in SEC. Tim or Grady? I, you know, but Grady was you know several years ago, but I think but, Grady right. was up but, there too, right? So, uh, but he's one of the leading returning scorers, maybe like number two returning scorer in the SEC. Yeah, pretty darn good. We need to take our last break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna get. I think I scared Scoots there. Oh, and uh, did we think Scoots pulled up some spooky music? No. I just love to that like, and next time we'll do it, and then you just you could have done it this time. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you just had three minutes to work. To oh, get more than together. three minutes. Yeah, you have plenty of time to just look up a song on YouTube to play. It's Friday. I do like that when you get on the Friday kick because the last two songs are the best Friday songs. And but I'm a, I'm gonna keep at it here. It's you fr- don't play one of them though. It's Friday, and I'm in love. I will keep my mic on, and I'll do some Friday. I'll I will do a remix. I'll add some Friday the Thirteenth. You know, cricket noise. I got you. Go to the break. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment. Friday edition. Friday the 13th. Kentucky roll call here on Big X Sports Radio. Hope that uh, the, the crowd's going to be good tomorrow at the Krogue, Roush. And I hope when people are tailgating, they're going to be wearing their Shady Rays sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com and know that you can save 40% on your entire order when using promo code Big X at checkout. And remember, when you buy a Shady Rays, if your sunglasses get broken, they get lost, they get stolen, or you just want your order. You very simply will go to your order email confirmation. There's a link there. I want to refund or I want to replace my order. You click it and bada boom, bada bing. After a very small processing fee, just your order sh- sent to you, shipped back like it's brand spanking new. That's a great deal at Shady Rays. And it's a reason why they've got over 250,000 five star reviews. ShadyRays.com, two locations, physical locations, the Bluegrass Shops out by 64. I always forget the name. Outlet Shops of the Bluegrass. That's right. Outlet Shops of the Bluegrass and then Oxmoor Mall. I get that one right. Go check them out or just go to ShadyRays.com. The Big X promo code works at any and all the places. We got a lot more text to get to, Roush. Yeah, I wanted to bring up something. This is is a little wacky Friday that happened at the University of Kentucky. TJ, have you ever heard of the Herculaneum Scrolls? I have. They, 2,000 years old, old, old manuscripts um, described as 
among the most iconic and inaccessible of the world's vast collection of damaged manuscripts. They got burnt up by Mount Vesuvius. I've heard of that. Yep. The big volcano. Yep. Well, nobody knew what they said until now. Yeah, this is cool, but like a pump the brakes kind of cool. Oh, yeah, because I started reading. I was like, so what did it say? What does it say? I mean, this idea that like they can use technology to be able to read scrolls without opening them that have been burned to a char on the exterior. Yeah, like so it's literally like, if it you tried like to fossil. open it, it'd just fall apart. Like the entire thing would just disintegrate. So they can't open it. It is amazing that they have the technology to be able to like see what some of this says. But then you start to read the article, Roush, and you realize they only can figure out what, like, two words say. And it was the color purple. It was purple, purple dye. Purple dye. So either alluding to, like, purple dye, like they use purple dye, or specifically maybe purple clothes that have been dyed. They're not even 100% sure exactly the context of it. So they, that's all they found. Yeah. So while you see that headline, and it is really cool, and it is uh, an advancement in technology, and... Maybe we'll find find out more about the ancient world, but uh, right, right, and you know, and but it's only a, a it, word. It is also to like this is early technology. Like this is kind of the right. We we figured out how to use all these big computers to do stuff. Here's how we can apply it to archaeology. Um, so that that part is at least intriguing. But it was cool. It's done at the University of Kentucky. I think that's pretty cool. Also, think one of the guys that did it was a 21 year old SpaceX intern. How smart is that guy? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you're 21 and you're using this stuff. But it is, I mean, the, the, the history geek nerd in me, like the idea that you've got a scroll that was thought to be ruined by one of the most famous volcano eruptions ever, and you're able to, like, check out what it actually says, that is kind of neat. I get that. But call me back when I can get a full sentence or, like, a paragraph. Mm-hmm. One word's not going to do it for me. Scott. Right, right. I'm saying. What, what if it was what like those, the secret? Oh, what if it was Harry Potter? Or if it was like <laughs> fart? You know, something really. That's like the really, only word that they can get out right, of it. Right. Or what if it was just something like, like what they translated to be like, we only got one word, but it was aliens. Or what? What we take in Greek to mean time travel. <laughs> oh my gosh, they would. <laughs> well, what we really just need to say is like, yeah, the Russians got. Six sentences of that. Then we'd get the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'd know what the whole thing said <laughs> almost instantly. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty on the Thornton's text line. A texture says, guess the DC for WVU is looking for a new job. What a bleep show. Wild finish to that game. Tough one, to, tough way to lose for, for West Virginia. Uh, yeah, tough way to lose. Hey, um, hey, Scoots, of course you meant Big Z was on the sidelines of America not the court, right? Yeah. My favorite part was Bradshaw dunking everything with one leg. And that's from Jamie. Scoots, scoots, scoots. Robert said he went to the booth at the zoo last night. TJ King confirmed they're being stingy with candy. They only mm-hmm. give you one piece. However, there are a few more stations to get candy than last year. That's ridiculous. Pony up the candy. And this this year, this is going to be... Last... the. We took her when she was only like a few weeks old, two years ago. That was pretty fun. Last year, she was still too young to like really be able to eat the majority of the candy. This year, she's going to want to eat it. So I'm not going to get any candy. The, the big loser here is me. So the bit, and here's the hardest part, TJ. 
kids just want to eat the candy as soon as they get it. They don't understand the concept of like you put it in your bag and then you wait till later. At one point last year, I looked over and the kids had finagled like Duke and his little friend. They'd figured out how to get the bubble gum open and they're just like chomping. They oh just, man! Yeah, and you're like, oh well, like you would have just choked on that. Glad, glad, glad we got you. Thanks for the heads up, Robbers. Uh, any 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 must sees at Boo at the Zoo? Any cool characters? Any other advice? Let me know. A texter says the mask in the Strangers are scary. I wonder if my mom sent that in. That's her favorite scary movie. I, I we don't have a conversation in October where she doesn't bring up that she wants uh, that that movie to make a se- to have a sequel. Let's see. Is her number? Just kidding. <laughs> Check out Peaches by Presidents of the United States. I'm not seeing it, by the way. So it must have not been her. Thanks. That is a scary movie, The Strangers, by the way. Stranger Things? Dude still doesn't watch all of that. Nope. Check out Peaches by Presidents. Is that a song? Check it. I could see that being like a 70s vinyl, like Joe B. Hall and Friends. They made, he had his uh, vinyl record. There's. I've heard a bunch of songs about Peaches. I wonder if one of those is that song, South Georgia Wildcat. South Georgia Wildcat also with another funny tweet. I really enjoy that guy's Twitter account. I'm really glad that he turned my little speech last week into a Yeah, all for, video. all for nothing, sadly. <laughs> pretty funny. I sent it in for scoots. Honestly, I forgot Trevor and Rutherford were on air. Iran at that time, I sent it. That's for the speed dating thing. We'll do it then, scoots. Yeah. I might. What's I mean, the worst thing that happens? I mean, that you, would, get a, you get a good story for radio. No, the worst thing that happens, I told Trevor this last night, the worst thing that happens is I spend five minutes with a chick that I really like, and then her next date is Trevor, and fat guys are her thing. That's That would be the worst thing to happen. That was a sick burn, Scoots. I like that. <laughs> what did, what did uh, Trevor say about that? Trevor wants me to make fun of him more. I, I'm, I take it very easy on the big guy. But after our conversation yesterday, you know, he can control his weight, so I can make fun of him for it. Stop eating so much DoorDash. Going to leave that one alone. John here. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Hey, TJF, let's go to Big Blue Madness tonight, and I can't wait. Uh, I don't know if he's going specifically. Hey, will they let Big Z get some action tonight? That is the start of a big, busy weekend. My son's birthday is tonight, and then I have a wrestling show on Saturday, plus football cats action. I have the football cats winning by seven big ones, and Leary will have the game-winning touchdown pass to Mr. Key. We'll have a great weekend. Got to go. Cat you later. Really love his new cat you later. It's a great addition. That sounds like a busy weekend, John. Have fun. Enjoy it. Let's make final guesses. Does Big Z go through workouts, any of that sort of stuff? Nope. Nope. I'll say yes. You'll see him at a very limited. He'll go through a couple, I, I think. Okay, you just said no. Well, I mean, I don't think he'll do the scrimmage. I don't think he'll do a majority of the stuff. But he, he'll get out on the floor just to give something. So you think he'll do, like, layup lines? Yeah, just to give fans that's something really to be all hopeful they do. for. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Like, he can do layup lines. Yeah. Like, what is he going to hurt? And even if they do scrimmage, they don't actually scrimmage. And he could do a, yeah, he, he could, could he easily could, do the scrimmage. He could do everything. Like, does he know how to play pickup basketball? Yes, because he's, of course he could. So I'm currently in a predicament. One of my, I always love these texts. One of my coworkers who works across my door has coffee air wick scent since she likes the smell of coffee. The only issue is it's so strong that now my office reeks of the smell of coffee. Are you telling the coworker you need to find a different scent or are you just going to wait until the air wick smell runs out? Oh my, uh, first off, this person, a coffee 
scented air. I mean, that's such a strong smell. And to have it in an air freshener? Like, wh- who are the people that thought that that was a good idea? I'm, I'm confused here because this came from Plumley, bro. Isn't he a teacher? So, like, don't they close their doors? I don't understand how the smell would get into his Well, let's not worry about space. the specifics of it all. Yeah, you're thinking too much about this. I, I actually think you got, you need to bring, like, you need to say, hey, I uh, think we can chill on the, because here's the thing. If she likes it, she's just going to run it back. Like the, she's just gonna buy more, and your whole—it's gonna smell like coffee forever. I think, and like not even real coffee, fake. Like I think you're industrial scent coffee. For lack of a better word, I think you're screwed, buddy. <laughs> you better just get used to that smell and just hope that your nostrils uh, adapt it as a normal smell. Because you you can't go be the scent czar. You can't go tell Miss Lady like, hey, I'm I that scent's not allowed. <laughs> And it sucks that it's so overpowering, and she probably doesn't even know that it's so overpowering. It stinks. But first off, coffee smell is not something like coffee smell is objectively a good smell, and I don't like coffee. Yeah. Like the smell of coffee is fun smell. Great. But for it to be so overpowering that it that it's not enjoyable, I mean that sucks for you, but there's you just you're gonna have to live with it. Sorry. Tough. The, uh, or you can be the guy that tells the lady what smells are allowed and what smells aren't allowed, but I just wouldn't roll that dice. I would maybe bring it up like, man, that's a it's a really strong smell. Like, like maybe try to be subtle about you it at first. You could play naive and be like, gosh, I feel like we've just had coffee every day this week. And then the lady would be like, oh, it's my Airwick scent smell. And you'd be like, oh, what? Oh, my gosh, it smelled so strong. I thought for sure it was real coffee. And maybe you can, like, kind of – drop some nudging hints in that way. But you can't just go up and be like, too strong, lady. But I feel like if he already knows that it's an Airwick coffee scent thing, that they've already discussed it, you know? Yeah, in which case, yeah, you'd be in trouble. You're, yeah, you're, You'd be in trouble. I just, man, these people coming up with a coffee-flavored air freshener. Gross. Fellas, good morning. Roush got a foosball crouton question for you. Cameron McKell, he a cat? I see he'll be visiting during the Tennessee game, but a strong Georgia lean. Any shot we can get this guy committed? Seems like a big fish would really bolster this 24 class. Yeah, there's um, he's one of those I wish he had a more public recruitment. But he's kept things pretty quiet. Um, I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign for him or not, but Kentucky's, they're in the mix with, essentially Kentucky's like, hey, you want to play offense? Come here and play offense with us. Georgia wants him to play cornerback. I believe South Carolina is the other one who's telling him he can play receiver for him. The one that is kind of a wild card is Colorado's. Like, see that Travis Hunter guy? He played both ways. Maybe you can play both ways for us. So it's kind of up in the air. Kentucky's in the hunt. I'm not I'm not overly optimistic about it, though, because it is such a – there's a lot of big fish in this recruitment. So I, I'm not too – bullish on it. I have noticed that uh, a couple commits, South Carolina sniffing around. Uh, Quasheed Scott, he was one of those guys who I admittedly had never even heard of him when he like, we found out he was committing on July 4th. Like, who? This guy? He's a nobody. Why are they taking him? They don't need this guy. And then now he's like almost a four-star in 24-7 rankings and South Carolina's issued an offer. Ooh. So, they're kicking the tires. I believe he has a relative that went to South Carolina, goes to South Carolina, so that's going to be tough. Um, some of those Georgia guys. Big uh, game for the Gamecocks. Host some Florida this weekend. Ooh. 
You want to get to our picks? Uh, we'll wait. We got more text. Okay. That might be one of mine. Oh, more the old radio tease. A texter says, uh, hey, was out on vacation, just caught up this week. Surprised to hear Nick say he didn't figure the Cats could ever win a title in football. Would agree before playoff expansion, but an eight or more team playoff gives a lot of others a legit shot now. Uh, see, and here is a, an argument I heard last week that I think is actually true. You get more shots. It's, it's more opportunity to get into the playoff, but now you got to win more games. Yeah, but, <laughs> I, I think, like, but I think getting to the party is a better opportunity than never being, than not being invited. Your You're right. The but then You're I, right though. Like it's going to give it like also look is going to give you did last year. They they got their big upset and then they lost by 50. Yeah. You know, like that's that's how like Kentucky might win a playoff game, maybe even two. But then could I mean it's just asking a lot to beat three. When having one season where you beat one or two of those teams is already a huge success. Being three would be tough. Yes. It um It'll be easier to get in, but it'll be easier for the biggest and the bluest of the bloods to get in, too. So you're going to be – it's not like you could get lucky with another team missing out. They're going to be in it, too, and Roush is right. It's going to make the road to a championship harder, but we just want to be at the party. And I and I bet someday Kentucky will be in the expanded college football playoff. I don't think that's a hot take. No. I think they will be. I think – But winning it all, that, that, yeah. That's, all. that's a different story. Oh, yeah. As a fellow Dane, I can confirm I had quite a slump sophomore year that was busted during homecoming week, so we can only assume <laughs> that Dane will also bust out of his slump as well. That's huge. What a huge hum- homecoming week for sophomore Dane. <laughs> I, joking aside, uh, coaches were very pleased with what how Dane reacted to his slump. It's like, all right, well, we're going to focus on the little things during practice, carry it over to the game. And he uh, he played well against Georgia, as well as anybody could in that that awful game. Certain producer on town plays a topical song for every segment, and this dingus acts like it takes three months to prepare a song club. Yep. <laughs> I'm just stubborn, Texter. I don't, I don't like changing. Once I have it all figured out, I don't like to change. I know. I do love, though, how you act like it's a will of God it's- to just pull up a – video on youtube oh yeah should it would be like 7 15 <laughs> i should have done that oh. Like, oh we only have two more hours i really goofed on that i maybe in september 2024 i'll get it right <laughs> i'll get it right in september 24 promise a texter on the Thor- thornton's text line says chat gpt is reading the redacted parts of government documents now wild hashtag gill is that gill who texted that in no i don't that text was just hitting hashtag gill after every text now i don't understand is that so what what is the chat gpt saying i think they're just like joking on our uh the scrolls the scrolls oh gotcha uh in the another texture says you're not stubborn you're just lazy that's true yeah yeah. Uh, i can be lazy but i think overall i'm not lazy today may have been lazy it's friday i'm ready to be done with the week yeah you had to you had a hard day at work yesterday you're leaving (laughs) there was water on the floor (laughs) And now you've got to call a high school football game. Whoa, jeez! When the scoot's gonna get a break here? It's t- and I got like my nephew's playing a baseball tournament this weekend locally, so I'll be going to that tomorrow. Dinner with the family for the birthday, and then I have to work on Sunday. So yeah, I got a busy weekend. And then before you know it, it's gonna be seven a.m. Monday, and you're gonna be back doing roll Kentucky roll call. Can't wait. Hopefully, it's off of a win. Well, I do have some bad news for you, Scoots. Let's hear it. 
You're no longer the leader in our pick'em segment. Yeah, I told that. you I was coming for you, and I was not lying. What did I make it? Six weeks in first. That's pretty good. I was coming, and I got you, and now I'm not giving it back up. So here's your updated scores. Scoots and I do have the same record. We're both ten and eight. I have thirteen points. Scoots has twelve points. Roush in last place. He's seven, ten, and one. A one and two week for. Roush last week, but he did get his lock of the week, so that was good at least. And uh, he's got nine points. I was, so I was telling TJ too. I, I feel like such a loser because those were the only two college football bets I think I lost. Yeah, he and, said he had a great weekend. Yeah. I, I've been there too, where it's like you circle the games you like, and then you know for mine anywhere it could be three to like nine games, and then you may bet those or you do unit management on which ones you like the most. But then you got to narrow it down to the three for this segment. I know, and it's and sometimes like the other ones all tough. hit, and these don't do as well. Sometimes these do really well, and all your other ones miss, and you get lucky on that. So it can go both ways. I will get the picking started here today, and I'll just uh, th- this one. I feel I-, I still haven't settled on my third pick, so I'll just go with the one that I know. I know my lock, and I know this one. Give me UK given two against Missouri. I think they bounce back. Ooh, you've, we've lost the hook? I, I've That's what it was this morning. It was okay. just two. Fine by me. Give me two points. I think this is going to be not a Florida-like beatdown, but I think the score at the end. It's two and a half right now still if you want that. If you want that. Or you don't even want it. I wouldn't want it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want he it. He doesn't even it. need it. Well, I wouldn't want UK to have to win by more points. But a two and a half or two. But it's, it's only the difference between a push. Half, yeah. But – it was a two. There we go. I'll take that one. Um, I still have not decided on what. I've, I like three games, I, or I like four games. I need to settle on one of them. Or I guess really I like five, and I've already gotten. I need to pick two. But anyways, that being said, Scoots, what's your pick? You go second. I went first because I'm in first. I'm. <laughs> thanks for reminding me. I, I didn't know how that worked, so appreciate that. I, I'm going to go with a team that's due for a breakout versus a stinker of a team. Give me Ohio State minus 19 versus Purdue. All righty. Got you down for that. Roushy? Due for a breakout. Yeah, they haven't really played all that well this year in terms of, like, scoring big numbers. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, as I teased earlier, love this game uh, very much. I just I, – I'm, I'm riding the roller coaster of emotion. Just when you think they're good, they lay an egg. And just when you think they're dead, they play some of their best football – Florida on the road, two and a half point underdog. Solid advanced stat where it should have had him at Florida minus six. They're two and a half point dog. It was on CFP graphs. That's crazy. Uh, Florida's defense has been pretty darn good, especially against the pass. Uh, they're second in the SEC in passing yards allowed per game. 93% of bets on DraftKings were placed on South Carolina. Fade the public. Go Gators. I'm, I'm money lining this. I like that one. Personally, Ralph. I'm not even. I just not worry about it. Florida and true road games because they've yeah, sunk. It, that's that, that's a good point. Um, Billy that, has not been great, but he he has been good as an underdog. If you want to take it from that mentality too, not against the cats, baby. Suck it. But that being said, that one that one stood out to me. I ended ultimately ended up staying away from it. Uh, all right, I like these four games, but I'm only picking one of them. I like Pittsburgh plus seven and a half, and I like the under in that game. Have you seen the weather for that? That's going to just be like a monsoon during the game. I like the under 44 and a half there. I like Georgia and Vanderbilt under 56, but I think that a little part of me in that one is just like the revenge factor of Georgia under last week 
where they hit the over oh, by themselves. So just like, it's just like, you're not getting me twice, Georgia. You're not getting over 56 points this time. Here's the thing. that that under my, like, Georgia might score 50 and the under still hits. Andy hasn't scored a touchdown against Georgia in five, like five years. Which is an incredibly wild stat. And I also like Oklahoma State plus three versus Kansas. I think Oklahoma State has turned a little bit of a corner with their win against Kansas State. Kansas is a team that against solid teams, they don't look too hot, but they do beat up on bad teams. Which yeah. is where does Oklahoma think, State think fit in? I think Daniels is so out, too, at quarterback. I still have to figure out where I'm going to go with that one. I do love that Scoot says that Ohio State's still waiting for a breakout game where their last two weeks was a win in South Bend, and, and they, they beat Maryland by 20. To, no, I just, I just mean from a scoring perspective. They haven't really had a, a massive scoring outbreak other than that Maryland game. So they're well, they're they just only, due to put they up. They some only had points. 37 points against Maryland, but it still was a 20 point beatdown and a win against Ohio State. I think they have you know turned it on. But okay, you're saying offensive explosion. Yeah. All exactly. right, I'm just stalling because I don't know which one of these I like the most. But I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State plus three versus Kansas. They're at home. I think they may win this one outright. So there's my second pick. I'll let these other three go by the wayside. I like my lock of the week. We'll get to that here momentarily, but. Uh, so Pittsburgh plus seven and a half, Pittsburgh UVL under Georgia Vanderbilt under. I'm letting those go. But you All boys, right. feel free to take them if you want. I'm going to continue with a strategy that's been working for me the last few weeks. Temple and North Texas, their total is 68 and a half. Can't go high enough on that. Give me over 68 and a half. Temple North Texas. All right, over 60. I love that you just find a huge over under and you just roll with the over. Yep, I love it. Roush, what's your second pick before we head to lock of the weeks? I, of course, no no background music. Nobody's getting pumped up for these picks. I um, I got. Have we done music before? Oh, I guess we have. Every Man, year. yeah, that's bad. I dropped the ball today. Gosh, lazy scoots. Um, I've talked myself into this one, and I th- I'm going to scoots outline this one. I think just USC wins by a lot. I'm going to end up outlining USC minus a bunch. So give me USC plus two and a half. It's 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 so. Uh, USC Arizona game was concerning. Arizona looked just like a better team than they did. My my only problem is is just this Notre Dame. Like I know they're gonna put up a good fight, but they might might just not be good. And like, oh, well, USC's defense is so bad. What's Notre Dame gonna do? I don't know. They don't have any good offense right now. Like that offense has just been putrid the last couple of weeks. So um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna get good. I'm gonna make USC like minus five or something. Say they beat Notre Dame by a touchdown and try to get them at like three to one. But it's two and a half. All right, lock of the week time. Lock it up. I'm taking Duke giving three against NC State, I think, after the bye week. And they're the last time Duke played a football game, it's when they probably should have beaten Notre Dame. They've had a long, long time to rest up for it. I don't know if I'm a Duke believer or not, but I am definitely uh, know that NC State's not a good football team. So Duke at home, if they want to have any sort of special season, fun season, they need to win this one. They cover three points for Cincy State. We're on. All right, we got to go quick. Got to go quick. I'm going to stay with the same strategy. Under 34 and a half, Iowa, Wisconsin. Can't go low enough on that one. Lock it up. Right. Oregon plus three, my favorite bet, maybe of the year. I love Oregon uh, as a favorite here, or as a dog, catching three points. Great defense. They've been tested. Give me the Ducks. Quack, quack, quack. I got the Cats winning 31 21. Everybody, enjoy your Friday the 13th. C A T S. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big Exports Radio. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party.